Welcome all my favorite witches, warlocks, and lovers of murder. My name is Cola, and this is Round the Cauldron, an everything podcast, but mostly witchcraft and murder. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now go grab your coffee or tea and let's gather. Witch, a woman thought to have magical powers, especially evil ones, popularly depicted as wearing a black cloak, pointed hat, and flying on a broomstick. Or so says Google. But who are we really? What is it we actually do? And why did we choose to walk our path? For each of us, these answers are different. Come gather with me round the cauldron and let's talk witches. Merry meet and welcome back for another episode of Round the Cauldron, a everything podcast, but mostly witchcraft and murder. Y'all, I woke up this morning with an email letting me know I made it onto Apple. Like, like you all have no idea how big of a fucking deal this is to me. Like, I made it to Apple. Motherfucking Apple. Now, everything I've been doing, of course, has been official, but for some reason, it's like, Apple is like the holy fucking grail for music and podcasts, in my opinion. Like, if Apple is cool with your shit, then everybody's going to be cool with your shit, and your shit's going to be out there. Like, I cannot scream in your faces enough how much I appreciate each and every one of you and everything that you're doing to help this dream of mine become a reality. You guys have had the biggest fucking part in getting me out there, like sharing my podcast, liking it, reviewing it, reaching out to me. You all have no idea how much I just love and appreciate all of you, all of you. You have all been fucking amazing, so please, please, please keep doing what you're doing. Keep coming back for more episodes. Keep sharing. Keep everything that you're doing. Just please keep doing it because it is fucking making huge progress for me. You're all rock stars, all of you, and I love each and every one of you. And now that I have completely made a fool of myself and refused to edit it out, let's move along. Now, in my first three episodes, we really did cover some pretty horrific and crazy shit. So I decided that I wanted to dial that down a little bit and talk about the beauty of being a witch. Now, I myself have been a solitary practitioner for a very, very long time, and my hands are literally in everything. I consider myself to be a gray witch, and that just simply means that I believe in order to have a balance, we have to accept that dark is very much needed to have light. You know, sometimes people need to be put in a jar and have the shit shaken out of them, 
And since the law looks down on physically assaulting someone with a throat punch, a jar seems to work just fine. Now, all witches don't believe the same as I do. We all have our own paths and we all walk them with pride and dignity. Some practice only light magic and some only practice dark. Some witches believe in many gods and goddesses, while other might others might only recognize a singular de deity. Whatever your personal practice is, I love and appreciate you for all that you do. Now, there are so many types of witches out there, so let's talk a little bit about them. If you're like me, you'll associate with most of all the air quote types that that there are, and that's a million percent okay. Because like I said, our paths and beliefs are ours and ours alone. Okay, so let's talk witches. The first type of witch I want to talk about is known as a traditional or folk witch. These witches typically practice um, the folk magic or of his or her ancestors or the people in the near uh, geographical area that they live. Often they take a historical approach. So like they're using the magical practices and beliefs that were around long before Wicca was introduced to the world. And they may have access to a wealth of information about spells, charms, talismans, herbal brews, all of those things that date back centuries. You'll find those that practice traditional witchcraft or folk magic are usually pretty knowledgeable about the spirits of the lands and the places in their area, as well as customs and folklore of their region. Many traditional witches, um, they use a blend of old beliefs and practices, and then they combine those with modern tools and ideas. So um, if you haven't read Corey Hutchinson's book, The New World Witchery, A Trove of North American Folk Magic, I all the way fucking recommend it. Like, it is filled with some really, really great information. I myself heard about it on another podcast that I listened to, and I ended up finding mine on Amazon. I think it was like 24 bucks. Now, I, I tried my absolute hardest to give it a read in like one go, like cover to cover. However, I'm relatively close to 40 and these old eyes do get tired really fast but i did end up finishing it and i like i said i recommend it so go out and get yourself a copy because it really really is a good read um kitchen witch is another type of witch and sometimes they are called hearth witches and it's simply it's magic that is pursued primarily within the home and in the kitchen Kitchen witches typically believe in practical magic, herbal remedies, and the use of oils or herbs for healing. They also tend to have their own gardens, like herb gardens, flower gardens, vegetable gardens, and that way it's easy to access the things that they need for their practice. These witches are referred to as healing witches, and ironically, they were the target of most of the European witch trials under King James following the plague, when these witches were able to heal and cure illness while the church couldn't do it. Kitchen witch spell work can be put into recipes or ointments with intention during preparation. When you take the time to put meals together from basic ingredients, you really do have a magical opportunity at hand. You can infuse every dish with intent and will, which in an essence can start being a ritual in and of itself.
when you take the time to prepare something with your own hands, it kind of lends like a sacredness to the meal. And by changing the way that we view food, we can really craft some practical magic at its simplest level. My kitchen is now and has always been the heart of my home. I grow my own herbs. I have a couple gardens and, and flowers literally growing everywhere. Like I love to cook and bake for my family and friends, but that doesn't really mean that I slave in the kitchen every day for hours and fucking hours. Absolutely not. But whether it's a whole meal made from scratch or it's just me popping a frozen pizza in the oven, I do take the time to whisper intentions and blessings for my family. And it's, I mean, it's kind of my way of not only showing my love and respect for them, but also a way to add a few more blessings and love into their life. Because face it, we all need extra blessings and love, especially nowadays. Some witches may identify as hedge witches, and typically they practice solitary. Most likely, they learn their practices from older family members or mentors, and they've really honed their skills through the years of practice, trial, and error, which with all witchcraft and spell work, there is a lot of practice, trial, and error. Now, these practices are sometimes referred to as green craft and are highly, highly influenced by folk customs. Simple acts like brewing a pot of tea or sweeping the floor are all infused with magical ideas and intentions. Similar to the practice of kitchen witchcraft, hedge witchery often focuses on the hearth and home as the center of magical activity. The home is the place of stability and grounding, and the kitchen itself is a magical place, and it's defined by the energies of the people who live in the house. For the hedge witch, the home is typically seen as a sacred place, which for me, my home is a very sacred space. Like it is my, it's my space to be whatever I want it to be. And if you walk into my home, you definitely can tell a fucking lich, witch lives here. Now, <laughs> there are plenty of ways to incorporate hedge witchcraft into your daily life. And most of them really involve simple actions of living mindfully and magically. The practice of hedge witchcraft might be something for you to explore if you're drawn to certain aspects of the natural world. A couple questions that you could ask yourself are, do you feel more at home when you're out in nature? Are you someone with a strong connection to herbs and trees and plants? Do you prefer to work your magic alone rather than in a group? Now, I personally identify with all of this, so in some form I could be considered a hedge witch, but I still believe in that balance. I still walk that invisible line of dark and light. Another type of witch um, that's out there in the world are known as elemental witches. Now, that's defined as the use of the four elements within their magical practices, earth, water, wind, and fire just in case you didn't know. I know all of you knew, but you just got to cover all your bases sometimes. Now, each element is represented by a different ritual tool. Um, the pinnacle is for earth, the wand is for air, the cup for water, and the athame for fire. The psychic energies of each element are actually found within each and every one of us. And let's not forget the all-important fifth element, which is known in many traditions as Akasha, or simply known as spirit. 
which it spirit contains all the other elements, but somehow it manages to be an element all in its own. And connecting spiritually with a particular element can help you address an imbalance in your life. Elemental witches also work with astrological signs that correspond to the elements within their practice and may have a separate altar for each element within their home. Really, I guess it depends on the space you have available. I I have a bunch of mini altars set up all over my house and people who don't practice have zero idea that they're even there. It just kind of looks like decoration to them. Like there's, there's no rules to this. So set up however many altars you want, you know, um, it's important to remember that elements are not spirits that can be bossed around a witch that practices elemental magic knows they have to ask for assistance. And sometimes they get told no, which no really does suck to hear, but you know, the elements know a lot better than we do. So we listen. These energies really can be used for super good shit or super bad shit. So most witches practice responsibly and don't work within the elements when they're upset or angry because magic is all about intention. So if you're super pissed, that those intentions are completely different than if you have a calm, centered mind. And honestly, in my opinion, that's just a really good habit to practice anyway, Uh, whatever form of magic that you use. For elemental witches, these energies really are the foundation of all of nature. So they are very, very important, which to me, the elements are very important. So I, I don't think, I don't think that's like a particular, you have to be an elemental witch for these elements to be important. No, as, as a witch and as somebody who just absolutely respects everything that I am surrounded by, I have a lot of respect for the energies and they really, to me, are the foundation for all of nature. Um, Green witches are witches who embrace nature by drawing on the energies from the earth and untamed things. We commune with the land. We commune with stones, gems, plants, trees, sticks, everything out in nature and we also collect the shit out of stuff that we find on hikes and walks um we call to nature for guidance and we really do respect every living being even the damn fucking birds which i am deathly afraid of i respect them i really really do but still fuck them birds now, green witches love making our own ritual tools from objects objects that are found in nature. Um, I make a lot of shit just because I like to find things, put it together, and make it. It's just a good time. It's a good time. Um, we also do, uh, we call and work with animal guides and plant spirits. And I'm going to tell you this, my animals and my plants are my babies. Um, I have a lot of plants in my house and don't ask me a damn thing about any of them if you are not prepared to sit for a good hour and learn everything about them. Spending time hiking or in parks and gardens is another favorite pastime of most green witches. And we tend to feel nature cycles and rhythms and we can see the life and death and rehabilitation in all of it. Um, I love to see the seasons change, but I cannot stand the cold. So unless I am standing in my living room looking at it from the window, um, 
I don't want to be out in it. But there is a real connection, and I'm sure most of you listening have really been able to feel that connection before. Another type of witch is the eclectic witch. And eclectic witchcraft is kind of like, it's like an all-purpose term that's applied to witchcraft traditions that don't really fit into any specific category. And usually that's because um, these practices are a blend of magical beliefs from different areas. Some eclectic witches identify as Neo-Wiccan, which basically means that they incorporate practices and beliefs from a variety of different traditions and systems. There are plenty of non-Wiccan eclectic witches out there, but um, they use... They use the parts of different magical traditions that they relate with the most. They, I don't know, they might use a combination of historical sources, um, information that they find online. Um, They could have taken a class, um, but then they they put all that together and they make it their own personal experiences. Um, And that in turn forms one singular practical method of rituals and spells that they perform and in some cases the word eclectic is used to distinguish a modified magical tradition from its original form or to separate a uninitiated person who's practicing their own version of otherwise oath-bound material so some witches are part of a coven and covens are pretty secretive and private with their rituals so when i say oath-bound material, that's what I, that's what I mean. Okay, Gardnerian or Alexandrian Wiccans are uh, witches that can trace their lineage back to an unbroken line. Although not all witches are Wiccans, these two forms of British witchcraft are oath-bound traditions. Gardnerian Wiccans are witches whose tradition can be traced back to Gerald Gardner, who is the founder of the modern Wiccan religion. This religion went public in the 1950s. Those who identify as Alexandrian Wiccans have a lineage that goes back to Alex Sanders, one of Gardner's earliest initiates. Founded in the 1960s, Alexandrian Wicca is typically a blend of ceremonial magic with heavy, heavy Gardnerian influences. So Gerald Gardner claimed to have learned the beliefs and practices that would later become known as Gardnerian Wicca from the New Forest Coven, and they allegedly initiated him into their ranks in 1939. Now, because of this, Gardnerian Wicca is usually considered to be the earliest created tradition of Wicca, from which most subsequent Wiccan Wiccan traditions are derived from. Alexandrian Wicca is a a tradition of neo-pagan religion of, of Wicca, founded by Alex Sanders, who is also known as the King of Witches. Um, Him and his wife, Maxine Sanders, established the tradition in the United Kingdom uh, back in the 60s, which I just said that a little bit ago. Alexandrian Wicca is similar in many ways to Gardnerian Wicca, and it receives regular mentions in books on Wicca as one of the religion's most widely recognized traditions. Like I said, there's a lot of books out there 
that you guys can go and check out. Like, I'm sure you can just get on Amazon and type in which, and there's going to be pages and pages and pages of books. And most of the books that I own definitely, definitely um, talk about Alexandrian and um, Gar Gardnerian Wicca. And finally, the last type of which I'm going to talk about today are hereditary witches. And typically, they practice familiar traditions in which beliefs, rituals, and other knowledge is handed down from one generation to the next. And, you know, some like mother to daughter, father to son. Um, it's very, very rare that somebody outside of the family is included in this. Uh, even people that marry into the family. It's hard really to guess how many hereditary witches there are because the information is generally kept within the family and it's not shared to the general public. So again, this is a family tradition based on practices and beliefs. So finding information is super, super limited. Now I've got two girls myself and they've been raised around witchcraft and magic like their whole fucking life. The shit's been in their face. Now, they themselves, they, they don't practice. They've got their own belief system that is theirs that I love and respect. Now, even though they don't practice, they will be getting all of my works, my writings, my grimoires, my book of shadows. Like They are getting all of my little magic things, my little trinkets and everything. And, and it, it, it's, been, it's been my life my whole life. So it's very, very important to me. And because of that, I want my girls to have it. And what they choose to do with it is what they choose to do with it. But either way, I, I guess that kind of could be a form of it, even though they don't practice. I don't know. But anyway, as you guys have all sat here and listened today, you've heard how many different types and of witchcraft and witches that there are out there. And I did not even come close to covering them all. I really, truly believe if I did that, we would be sitting here for fucking days and we all got shit to do. As much as we don't want to have shit to do, we all got shit to do. The important thing that I'm really, really hoping you all took from this episode is that our paths are ours. Whatever we decide to focus our energies on or whatever we choose to believe in, it's ours and absolutely nobody can take it away from us. And as fucked up as the world is, we really are blessed enough to live in a day where we can proudly say and show who we are, whether it be the clothes we wear, the tattoos that we get, the shit we share on social media, or even the fucking podcasts that we start and create. All of us, we are all strong, powerful, and beautiful people, and I really, truly believe that whatever fucking side, air quote, that you practice on, there is a light inside all of us and a love that we really can share with others. And who knows, maybe we'll be lucky enough to help somebody who's a little bit lost or maybe they're just having trouble finding their path. Whatever. What matters is that we and we alone are responsible for our happiness and our perfect life bubble. So whatever the fuck you believe in, believe in it with your whole heart and show it proudly because whatever walk of life you're from, it's super important to always know that you are loved, you are appreciated, you are seen, and you are always, always welcome. Thank you all so very much for coming to gather with me again today. You can find a list of all the sources I used for this episode in my description 
And please, please keep showing this witch your love with rates, reviews, comments, and shares. Don't forget to go check out Facebook and Instagram for pictures and other cool shit. And as always, stay witchy, wonderful, and weird. Until next we gather round the cauldron. <laughs>